Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I want to talk um, from this message as we conclude our uh, I Promise series. And this last word for the year, before our New Year's Eve word, but this last word, I want to talk about your bubble matters. Your bubble matters. Um, I know that um, those of you who are listening like, what? All year we have had so many different hashtags about things that matter and we've had so many different um, things that we remember um, about this year and i would like to just give all of you a disclaimer before i get started Um, those of you who don't know me you might not know this um, that i am not a sports fanatic those of you who don't know me you don't know that those of you who do know me you know that i'm not a sports fanatic and uh, because i'm not i wouldn't even say (laughs) fanatic I use loosely but I don't know much about sports period how about that that would probably make it more plain um, and I often misdefine things because of my lack of knowledge I just want to make my own confession you got your own confessions but in the words of the anointed prophet usher this is my confession this is mine um, <laughs> I <laughs> I by nature and I know y'all weren't ready uh, I, by nature, I am a musician and um, a singer. I'm I'm a thespian. I love the arts. I love theater. Um, But unfortunately, sports is not something uh, that I was skilled at. Uh, Matter of fact, um, those of you who don't know it, a little known fact about me, I did play sports when I was young. Um, I actually played basketball. I have this little ringing in my microphone. Um, I, I did play basketball, actually. I know those of you don't, you want pictures to prove it, but I did. I played basketball and I was so good that they would put me in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter every time. Uh, but I was, I was on the team. Um, I don't know where the pictures are. I also played soccer. Um, for a brief extended period of time. Uh, But you have to understand that one of the reasons why I didn't play sports, I blame my dad as well, because my dad, anything that conflicted with church, I was not a part of. Um, If they were having practice when church was in session, I had to be at church. Uh, So maybe that's why I did not grow into the world of sports. But um, I figured that the rest of my life, I wasn't going to be interested in sports, but then I had sons. Um, And my sons got involved in um, sports and they got involved in basketball. So then I became interested in what they were interested in. I can't say I was interested in it, but I was interested because they were interested in it. Uh, Especially now, uh, my my middle son, uh, my oldest son, uh, he played. And now my youngest son plays and um, I have not gotten into, um, you know, the, the, the games and all that type of stuff, but I do at least know what's going on uh, because my son, my youngest son, Miles, um, is um, a plane and he's become very good. And I believe that now that my sons and my family scream at the TV um, and they get caught up in these things, now I'm supposed to get caught up. And maybe in my older years, God wants me to learn about basketball because he wants me to be a better man of God. I don't know. But, um, but I realized that back in the summer of this year, year, um, the National Basketball Association, uh, also known as the NBA, I had to spell it out for those of you who don't know sports like me, uh, the NBA, 
they designed um, a Disney bubble uh, that would be used for all players as the effects of COVID-19 had gone into play and were going on. And they had uh, to go into this big, a particular bubble um, for many different reasons that I'm going to get into for a minute. So they went through all these different protocol and restrictions and all these different things were in place just so that they could get into this bubble. Um, there were, at that time, um, I found out that there were so many different teams um, that were selected. There were 22 teams. Uh, there were 13 from the West and nine from the East. I did my research before I ministered this message today uh, that were in this particular bubble um, when they did that. And of all places, they went to Disney World. When I think about the bubble as it relates to this year, and I think about it, and I'm going to get more to the bubble in a minute, but I want to digress and come back to it. When I think about the bubble as it relates to this year and uh, the purpose of it and uh, the reason why it had to be created, there have been so many things that have transpired this year, this one year, uh, that many of us have had to adjust um, and be in things that we never thought that we would be in or have had to be in places that we never thought that we would be in or in a state of mind that we didn't think that we would be in uh, because of or as a re the results of what had hit the entire nation, uh, entire world. Sports as we knew it, um, as we know it, uh, was not even able to be played the way. There were people in the stands uh, who were... Um, zoomed in or I don't know how they were uh, watching but they, we would see different uh, replicas of them in the seats um, you know electronically because people were not able to sit in the stands and I remember one particular game that Miles played um, that we weren't able we thought they they said that they were going to have two people that could come to the game um, and then they allowed they said one person can come to the game and then maybe the day of or the day before they said nobody could come to the game and uh, we all had to watch it by YouTube at home um, so Miles was just in another county over, but we couldn't be at the game uh, because of the restrictions that they had had. And, uh, but I want you to know, those of you who do know my wife, please do not think that just because he was on a screen that she was calm, cool, and collective. That is not her nature. Uh, she was yelling at the TV as if Miles was in front of her. She was yelling at the coaches as if she were uh, part of the stakeholders and that she was trying to figure out why they were not taking hold of this team. She got so upset that she eventually just went to her room and said, I'm through. Uh, so those of you who um, are tied into the game like that, um, I'm not there. I'm tied into Jesus like that, but not tied into the NBA. But, uh, but that's how... Uh, it had happened and that was what was going on uh, with all of us. All of us have, have had things. We've had to do Zoom parties. We've had to uh, we've had to shift and even those of us who have lost loved ones and, and or people were passing away, we've had to shift and do things differently uh, as a result of COVID-19 and uh, as we approach this last Sunday of the year or as we are in this last Sunday of the year, this last week of the year that has seemed like the longest year of most of our entire lives um, I feel um, as if this word, this particular scripture, this particular chapter is so appropriate uh, to encourage you in the last few hours that we have in this particular year. Jesus is preparing them in this chapter for his exit. 
Jesus was getting ready to exit out. He was getting ready to, uh, to be uh, crucified. Jesus was getting ready to go through so many different things. And he was preparing the disciples for his leave. He was getting ready to leave them. And uh, he knew many of the trials that they were getting ready to face and what they would have to experience. And the bubble that they were getting ready to have to live in as a result of the torture and the result of the things that were coming against them. Now, they weren't going through COVID-19 like us, but they were definitely to a point that they were driven to a place where they were looking for solace or looking for peace. And I don't know if there are any of you all who are streamed in right now who you've been at that place where you have been looking all year just to get to a place of safety. Uh, Psalms 91 verse 1 said, he that dwells in the bubble, I'm sorry, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall dwell. There's many of us who we've been looking for a bubble and I, I really let you know your bubble matters. God has a bubble just for you and I know y'all sitting there like, uh, well, he's just now learning about NBA. How's he going to talk to us about a bubble? Because God is God. So I want to tell you how God wants to speak and how he was speaking to his disciples while he was getting ready to leave in verse 1 through 4 breaking down this chapter 16 verse 1 through 4. Jesus tells them he said, you know what? When I leave here uh, when I leave here, they're going to drive you out of synagogues just because you were associated with me. You're going to go through the type of stuff where they're going to drive you out of the church. They're going to say you can't even have in-person church. He said, you're, you're not, you're going to get to the point where they're going to drive you out because of your association with me. So you're not going to be able to worship in public. You're not going to be able to worship together because they're going to drive you out because so many people are going to be upset because they, they saw me die. They saw me get crucified. And now there's going to be rumor of me uh, getting up on the third day. And they're going to be trying to attack you because you were associated with me. He said, but I want you to be encouraged by the fact even though they try to push you out don't be encouraged don't be discouraged because I have you have to experience this you have to be driven from places sometime to be able to know that worship is not just based on location it has to be in your heart you have to understand that for those of you who are at home right now that's what we're learning for those of us who are a little upset about as those of us are still upset I miss in personal worship I do too but even when they drive you out even when situations are not safe for us to come together God is still the same God in the sanctuary as he is in your living room or as he is on your break room or wherever you are right now God is still God and we're learning just like the Samaritan woman had to learn now, don't you see how it applies today he says you worship uh, in the mountain and all this stuff he said but the hour is coming and now is in 2020 where the Lord is looking for those who will worship him where in spirit and in truth and that's why he said it has to happen then he goes on and breaks down verse 5 through 15 he says it's necessary that I leave I have to leave you he said because if I don't leave you then the Holy Spirit won't come upon you and I have to make sure that you have the Holy Spirit who will be a helper for you I'm leaving you you've been close to me but I want to give you a part of me an essential part of me which is the Holy Spirit a paraclete who will come and come uh, beside you and will help you and the Holy Spirit will not only just be there to empower you but the Holy Spirit will there be there to convict the world 
The Holy Spirit will be there to speak truth. And when the Holy Spirit speaks, he will not just speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears from me, he will speak to you. That's why it's very important that you get a relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, because the Holy Spirit will only speak to you what he hears from heaven. Whatever he hears from me, he's going to speak that to you. So for anybody who's ever told you that you don't need a relationship with the Holy Spirit, then you need to go ahead and just uh, remove that thought because the Holy Spirit will only speak to you what the whole what God is speaking to the Holy to speaking to the Holy Spirit to tell you then he goes on verses 16 through 24 I'm breaking down all of this chapter 16 for you verse 16 through 24 he then tells them he says I'm going to leave you in a little while uh, like not only am I exiting, but I'm getting ready to exit out soon. Like I'm my, my time of my departure is at hand like it's coming soon and they ask well what do you mean by a little while? Like, uh, how long is a little while? Like, when are you getting ready to leave? You know how many of us, when we find out something's getting ready to happen, we get a little upset and we start asking questions and saying, well, when and how long and what do you mean? And when is that going to happen? Jesus doesn't even respond to their question in asking them as far as when or how long. He responds to them and he says this. This is what's real interesting. He says, let me tell you this. You will weep and you will mourn. He said, but when you understand why I came, your mourning will turn into joy. <laughs> he says, you will cry and you will weep because I'm not physically with you as I was. You will be upset because I will not be in the place that I used to be in and that I'm not accessible to you as I was. But when you understand why I came and when you understand why I was in this place and when you understand why I was there, then your weeping and your mourning will turn into, I'm so glad he came. I'm so glad that Jesus was near me. I'm so glad that he was in that season with me, even though he's not the same. And that's for those of you right now, when I pause here just for a moment, just take it out of the context of Jesus. There are many of you who have lost some things or lost some people this year, and it's been very difficult for you and you have cried and you should cry. Don't let anybody tell you that you should not cry and don't let anybody tell you how long you should cry. You should mourn and you should go through and you should go through the grieving and all those different types of anger and questioning and all those things. They're all natural all the different things that you're going through they're all natural but I want you when you get through crying and when you get through going through your season of mourning I want you to thank God that it even happened thank God that you had a relationship with people thank God that you even had whatever it is that you had before this season because there is a lesson to everything that God gave you be like Job who said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. I still have learned to bless the Lord at all times. So then he goes on. He says, even after I leave you, he said, even that morning will turn into rejoicing. He says that in that day, after I leave you, when I leave you, he says, in the day, whatever you ask in my name, my father will give you. He says, right now I'm here with you. So everything that's happening for you is because I'm asking for you. He says, but when I leave, you'll ask in my name and my father will give to you based on you asking in my name. That's why it's important that you have a relationship with the name. Uh, that when you say his name, it's, it's, it's the access, it's the key of entrance, the door of entrance. For those of you who are saying, I'm not seeming to get anywhere, well, use the name. When you use the name, when you use the name, he's like, I'm not here physically with you, uh, but I'm making intercession for you 
in the heavens. I'm, I'm on your behalf. So when you start speaking in my name, I tap my father on his right, on his shoulder. And I say, hey, that, that's my child. That, that, that's my child. That, that, do that for them. Do that for them. Because that, that's, that, they, they're using my name. They don't, don't let them use my name in vain. Go ahead and do what they need. They need peace. Give them peace. They need joy. Give them joy. They need comfort. Give them comfort. They need salvation. Give them salvation. They need a door open. Do it for them. Because they made it. It's been a hard year for them. And now they decided now to use the name. They've been using drugs and they've been using alcohol and they've been using all these types of things to get through the year. But now in December, they're deciding to use the name. Don't let my name go. Don't let my name. Don't let my name be used in vain. Let them use my name and give them whatever they ask. Somebody put in the comment section, use the name, use the name, use the name. So he went on he said to them verse 25 through 31 i'm almost there to 25 34 31 he says i'll no longer speak to you in parables but i'm going to speak plainly to them he had been speaking to them in parables and speaking to different people in parables and you know uh they didn't always understand it until later he said no i'm going to start speaking to you plainly so now this is where we are today verse 32 he says behold the hour is coming indeed has come when you will be scattered each to your you, you will be quarantined scattered to your own home he says and you won't leave me alone yet i'm not alone for the father's with me what he was saying is he says i'm going to be persecuted they're going to take me and they're going to crucify me. They're going to bring me before different uh, from from this hall to this hall. And they're going to question me and, and it's going to be unpopular to be with me. He says, and unfortunately, even though you've been walking with me up until this point, you're going to leave me. You're going to scatter. The situations are going to be too tough for you to stay around and you're going to scatter. He says, it's going to be so difficult, so hard that just you being associated with me is going to cause so much pressure that you're going to be like, you're going to scatter. Y'all remember Peter? Peter who said, I'll never deny you. Jesus said, you, you mean well. You really do. You're a great guy, Peter. He said, before the cock crows three times, you will have denied me. You have to be careful for those of you who say, well, I'll never, I'll, I'll never deny. I'll, I'll always stay with Jesus. We mean well. We do. We mean well. But until you've gone through COVID-19, you don't know what you'll do. Till you've gone through a dark midnight, till you've gone through a dark season, you don't know what you do. And there's some of you this year, this is why I'm preaching to you now. Some of you this year, you have been scattered. Where you, 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 you moved out of place, you moved out of position, you, your heart shifted, your mind shifted, and, and you can't even be focused because you've been scattered. You said you would, you used to talk about people who would lose their mind. You used to talk about people who, who weren't praying. You used to talk, we all of us did. We like, I can't believe they ain't where they used to be. They used to be a great worship leader. Now they don't even want to sing for Jesus no more. You don't know what it's like until you get in a situation that is so difficult and so hard and a season that has tried you in such a way where you're questioning yourself, where you're asking yourself questions and saying, I don't even know if I'm saved. I don't even feel saved. And I know some of y'all might say they're sacrilegious and you, you always say, but there are times that you might be in your soul, but you don't feel like it all the time. There are times that you know God hasn't left you, but sometimes you do feel like he's left you. There are times that you know he loves you, but sometimes you don't feel love. There are times where you're praying and you know he hears you, but you don't even understand the words that are coming out of your mouth it sounds like i'm just 
going through the motions. And some of us, all of us, at some point in this year or in your life, we have all been scattered. And for those of you who are so righteous that you've never been scattered, I want to tell you, live long enough. There will come a day where you will look up and you'll be like, you know what? The things I said I never do. The person I said I never lean on. The person I never said I call to pray. The person I never said I text. The person I said I never get over what they did. Now I'm asking them, can you pray for me? Can you cover me? Because I'm scattered from myself. Come here, prodigal son. Even the prodigal son, after he had wasted his living on everything he had. He got out there into the world thinking that that's where his help was going to come from. That's where his source was going to come from. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, the scripture says, and when he came to himself, when he stopped being scattered. When he came back to himself, and that's why I'm trying to talk to you in this last Sunday of the year. Some of you, God wants you to come back to yourself. He's trying to ask you, you you've, you've had enough. I, I know it's been hard. But have you not seen me this entire year? Have you not seen me still provide and still make ways? Come back to yourself. Come back. Come back. It says that when he came back to himself, he remembered. Wait a minute. My father has things. I'm out here looking for stuff, but my father has everything I need. And that's what, what happened. Jesus said, you'll be scattered east to his home. He said, you'll leave me alone. You won't, you won't be, won't, 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 uh, you don't even want to be associated with me in this season. He says, yet I'm not going to be alone. <laughs> Jesus said, you're going to be like sheep running from a wolf. You're going to feel like prey. Like everywhere you go, something is trying to eat you. Something is always trying to take you out. It feels like your life, everywhere, every turn you make, something is trying to come after you. He says, and you won't want to be associated with me because for those, some of you, if we were really be honest, really be truthful, I know some of y'all were born with a halo nine months before you got here and you've been speaking in tongues since you were nine months. Before you said Jesus and God and Dada, you were saying, and you are a Lord, you are a missionary in the Lord's church and we're so grateful for you you are a district leader and that we should bow down to and give you our first fruit offering in january but there are some of us who we want to testify and say before i was with jesus it seemed like everything was better before i gave my life to him before i connected with him it seemed like everything was okay it's an illusion but that's what the enemy will make you feel like that before him everything was okay and now that you're with him it seems like everything has gone crazy and if we were to be honest put in the comment section it does seem a little crazy and it's truthful sometimes i'm up here preaching and i want to put my own mic down and be like god you crazy because sometimes the things that, that, that defy uh, the, the most spiritual, the most wise are the things that God will use, the foolish things. And so here he says, you will want to leave. He said, but even if you leave me, the father never leaves me. He's going to be with me and he's going to stay with me. And this is where I'm getting to the bubble. I know y'all thought I left. I was just trying to explain that. Verse 33, he says, but the reason that I'm telling you these things. The reason that I wanted you to know all that type of stuff and all the different things are going to happen. You're going to be scattered from the synagogues. You won't be able to go to church and all these different things are going to happen. They're going to talk about you. You're going to, you're going to feel like you're scattered everywhere. But the reason that I told you these things is because that in me, I want you to have peace. 
Now, here it is in this this Disney bubble that they had all the players that, that, that were going to the bubble. It says they were there as an effect of everything that was chasing them. The, the COVID-19. I told you 22 teams, 13 from the West and nine from the East. He says, I want to tell you these things that in me, in me, hear me, in me, you may have peace. The first thing is when he talks about your bubble, bubble matter. The reason that the bubble matters is because in order for you to get to the bubble, you got to be invited in. He says, <laughs> I told you all of that because in me, you will have peace. Uh, you, you will have dual existence. Dual existence means that you'll be in Christ, but you'll also be in the world. Uh, like you're going to be in me having peace, but you're also going to be going through in the world. You'll be in me in the bubble, but that doesn't stop the world. There are some of you who think that when you're in Christ, it stops the world. Oh no, you're going to be in Christ, but you're still going to have, you're still going to be going through and you're still going to be trying. He said, in me, I'm inviting you in. Now, according to this bubble, this is what I found out. I don't know anything about it because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a good, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not athletic. Y'all know this. I'm just saying what I heard and what I heard and what I found out is that those who got into the bubble, they had to be invited and the only way they could get in, hear this part, they had to be tested before they entered the bubble. You couldn't get in the bubble unless you were tested. For those of you who have been scattered and going through this year, he's inviting you in because you've been tested. He's been inviting you in because you've been tested. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but those of you who would be honest, you'll say, I've been tested all year long. Now, what happened? I did find this out. Now, there were many teams who were invited, many NBA teams, but many, uh, it's not many teams, many other members that were invited. But it says that some of the NBA team members opted out of coming into the bubble because they didn't want to be tested. <laughs> there will be people. Who will start out with you. But when it comes testing time. They will scatter. When it comes time to be tested. When, when we have to find out what we have and what we don't have. They will scatter and you won't see them. Everybody will come around when it's, time, when it's winning time. But when it's testing time. You might not have a lot of people around you. And it might be really quiet. And it seems like when you're broke. Everybody's broke around you. Because when it's time to be tested. You might not have as many people as you had when you're winning. So it seems that when, when he says the only reason that they could get into the bubble is everybody had to be tested. They had to submit to testing. They had to be okay with someone pricking them or, or someone sticking something up their nose to find out. Not just to, to get their thermometer, get their temperature, but they had to make sure and they had to be patient enough to go through the testing. He says, in me, after you've been tested. You're going to be tested. He said, but when I invite you in, you will have peace. Uh, that's why I got invited in. I want to, I want to just pause there for a second. That's what I got when I came in. I got peace. Uh, he didn't give me a cake. He gave me peace. When he invited me to his house, he didn't give me a chair. He gave me peace. When, he got, when I got to his house, he didn't give me a job. He gave me peace. Uh, I'm telling you, peace is better than promotion. 
Uh, peace is better than position. <laughs> peace is better than accolades. Peace is better than followers. If you have peace, you can be going through a storm, but have something that the world didn't give you and the world can't take away. He invited me in to give me peace. Somebody put in the comment section, say, I got peace. That's what they were singing about earlier. I, I got peace. They were invited in. And when they got invited in, they were invited in only because they were tested. Now it goes on and he says, he says, the scripture says, he says, in me, you'll have peace in the world, but you will have tribulation. That's the reason why I want to break, invite you in. He said, because I, I want to invite you in, uh, not just so that you have peace, but I want to invite you in because uh, once I invite you in the bubble, he said, you're invited in. He said, but I'm inviting you in so you'll be protected from he says, because in the world, you will have tribulation. Now, this is what was interesting. Every, every, every NBA player that was invited into the bubble, uh, not only did they have to be tested, but everyone who got into the bubble had to self-isolate for 48 hours until they received two negative COVID-19 tests. They had to self-isolate for 48 hours until they received two negative COVID-19 tested. I want you to miss that. I don't want you to miss that. They got invited in, but they had to self-isolate. They invited in to have peace. They invited them in. He said, but in the world, you had tribulation. He said, invited them in to self-isolate. So the 48 hours after they had two negative COVID tests, then they could go out. What that means is there's some of you who you got tested. But after you got tested, you wanted to go back out immediately. He said, no, once you get tested, you also have to have a time of isolation. What that means is there are some of you who've gotten tested, but then you got tested and then you want to go back out and resume responsibilities, but your wounds were still open. So if you don't deal with your wounds and allow your wounds to heal, then somebody else will be your rebound. So what happens is you jump from thing to thing because you got tested. So now you got opened up, but you didn't allow the wound to close long enough and isolate long enough for the, but so now the world keeps beating on you and the world will always pour salt on an open wound. So they had to be willing to self-isolate for 48 hours so that they could receive two negative COVID-19 uh, COVID tests. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm not Dr. Fauci, so I might be saying this wrong, but the reason they had to get two negative tests is sometimes you can get a false positive. Some of you think you're over stuff you're not over yet. So you start posting, I'm negative, I'm all right, but you, you, you're, you're still, you're still uh, exposed. So if you're not careful, you'll wind up getting what you just posted and said you didn't have. <laughs> so they had to get two tests because the Bible says two is a number of agreement. They had to get two so that they could be in agreement to say, oh, now we're good. Now we're okay. So they had to be protected from something that they still could have gotten. What I mean is, and I want to tell you, before you get so anxious about 2021, some of you might not be protected yet. Oh, Lord, I don't want to say what I want to say. But some of you need protection. You take that how you want it. And some of you need it because you're so all over the place. 
and you're everywhere and you're scattered. And if you're not careful, you're going to be passing and catching and getting and grabbing and walking around and some of everything on you. And before you know it, you don't know who you are because some of everybody is on you because you had no protection. So it said in the world, <laughs> you will have tribulation, but I invited you in so that you can be protected from <laughs> glory. I hope this is helpful. Somebody I'm almost through. Y'all can't take too much in 2020. He said, I want to make sure you have peace. I'm inviting you in the world. You had tribulation, but goes on. He says, but take heart. Basically be encouraged. Uh, be encouraged. So I, I'm inviting you in so that you can be protected from so that you can have courage inside. Say it again. I invited you in the bubble. He invited them in. The, they came into the bubble because they were tested. He said, hey, then when you get in the bubble, you're protected from. So I've got to make sure you have two negative results uh, so, the, uh, so, the, so that you can be protected from what's still trying to get in. That's really important because the reason he wants to make sure that you got your results back is because there will be things that try to creep back in every once in a while. If you're not careful, things that you got free from will try to find an entrance. There are things that you got free from. I don't know why I'm mentioning this before. There are things that, were, that you got freed from, things that you got loose from that you're not careful. They will try to find an entrance and try to get back in. And he said, I want to make sure that that thing is out of your spirit. That thing is out of you completely before you move on. He says, but take heart. Yeah, take heart means be encouraged. Uh, take heart, courage. I want to give you courage inside. And the reason he wanted to give them courage inside is because they had something they needed to do. See, every NBA player didn't come there for vacation. They had a game to play. They were representing a team. So they had to have what they needed to have the courage inside to, because you can't have courage when you're in danger. It's hard to have courage when you're carrying something. It's hard to be encouraged when, when, when what you've been running from is still on you. So they had to make sure that they stayed in isolation so that they could have the courage. I don't know who I'm ministering to. So that they could have the courage enough to play the game. Because and the, what was interesting is that the, the, the guidelines were so strict for them that they couldn't even invite anybody into. The, they couldn't even have any type of guests uh, for a long time until they got to the playoffs. They, they couldn't even have any type of uh, family or anybody there until they got through the playoffs. Until they got to a certain phase of testing. Until they got to a certain phase where they were now immune and they were away from all that type of stuff. And there are some of you who you can't even, you can't even last six days. <laughs> but they had to go off an extended time because their mission was more important than their pleasure. Their mission was so important that they said, if I got to endure hardness. I'm going to do it as a good soldier. I'm going to hold on for a while. So they had to go through the playoffs. And then finally after that, their guests were allowed. But their guests were allowed under strict guidelines. They had to follow certain instructions. And, and they had to go through all this because they wanted to make sure that the players were not contaminated by who was near them or close to them. They had to make sure because the people who would eventually come were bringing where they were from to them. So they had to make sure that, I hope this is not too deep for y'all, whoever came in, they, they weren't tested like them. But because they had been tested, they had to stay in their ground. So I want to tell you this, in the last Sunday of the year, stand your ground. 
even if something creeps in, even if something looks familiar, stand your ground because you've been tested. Stand your ground because whatever you came from is not on you anymore. You might look like where you came from, but you're not where you came from. You might be kin to where you came from, but you're not what you came from. You, you have been tested and you have endured. Stand your ground. Someone put in the comment section, stand your ground. I'm, a, I'm a through here. He says, take heart. Why do I want you to take heart? He says, take heart because I have overcome the world. He said, I invited you in the bubble so I can protect you from the world. So I can give you courage inside because I wanted you to win outside. <laughs> he said, I invited you in the bubble. That's how you got in. That's how the players got in. He said, so I could protect you from what was on the outside so that you have courage on the inside to do and play your role. Because eventually you got to go back outside. Oh, I lost all of y'all. He said, I invited you in the bubble. Because I want to make sure you are protected from where you came from. I want to give you courage while you were in it. I, I want to speak to your soul to say, I know you're in it and you're isolated. But I want to give you courage because you have something you've got to fight. you got something you've got to do. you got a role you got to play. He said, the reason I want you to play your role in this bubble, because eventually you got to go back outside. And if you don't get what I need you to get on the inside, you're going to go back outside. And you're going to be contaminated with the same stuff that you just got tested from. That you just got delivered from. That you just got set free from from and you're going to go back outside and you're going to pick back old habits that I've already taken from you he says I want you to be encouraged because I've already overcome what's trying to overcome you I don't know who I'm ministering to may not rile you up may not jump you around you may not fall around but I want to tell you you're going to go back outside eventually Every child gets to go back out for recess again. You're only punished for just a season, just for a moment. You only have to sit in time out for a moment before you get to go back outside. But I want to say, children, eventually when we go back outside, make sure that whatever he wanted to do inside, you allowed him to do. So that when you go back outside, you can go outside and testify about what he did on the inside that when you go back outside you can testify about how he shaped you and how he molded you on the inside when you go back outside you can talk about how you learned how to pray while you were isolated when you go back outside you can talk about how he stripped some things down from you so that you can be better when you come back out the outside I'm not in a hurry just to go back in the streets I'm not in a hurry just to shake hands I'm not in a hurry to hug people I'm not in a hurry just so I can get in church and shout with the will shout with the saints and shout with the mothers and have a full house I'm not I'm not I'm not in a hurry to do that because if he has not completed the work on the inside then I'm gonna be a mess when I get back on the outside so the reason that I want him to do what he's doing on the inside is because he invited me in because he wanted to do something on the inside somebody put in the comment section say let him complete the work let him complete the work because there was something that God wanted to do on the inside there's something that God wants to do it reminds me of the story over in the Old Testament of the potter's wheel 
and how the potter he was working with the clay and when the potter was working with the clay he he formed the clay according to the scripture as the potter seemed useful as the potter seemed good what that means is the potter had an idea of what I should be not the clay and many of you think you have an idea of who you should be and what God should do but you should remind yourself of the old song to be able to say thou art the potter I am the clay make me and mold me after thy way somebody lift your hands in the comment section and say have thy way Lord have your way in my mind have your way in my heart have your way in my situation because before I go back on the outside I want to make sure that I allow God to complete the work in me I want you to just high five somebody around you that is quarantined with you and tell them let them complete the work 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 now I'm through this bubble even though it was inconvenient even though it wasn't popular and even though it was it was it was not where they wanted it to be this bubble was inconvenient to them but it was strategically placed in Disney World maybe your bubbles not as bad as you think it is because you do know that there are some people who are in bubbles called hospitals there are some people in bubbles called nursing homes there are some people in bubbles uh, with people who um, with frontliners and front healthcare workers and they're working on them and they can't even talk to their family nevertheless see them but their bubble was in Disney World <laughs> and they were paid to be there I know you haven't been paid to be in the bubble that you've been in right now but I want you to take heart to be encouraged whatever's trying to overcome you he's already overcome it this last part I want to say to you is this this inside work that God is doing in the bubble this inside work is preparing you for the outside world so all this stuff that, I mean, yes, we're, we're following instructions. Yes, that's what we're doing because we got to follow instructions. That's what we want to do. We got to follow instructions. We got to do whatever we got to do because it's very, very important. And I want us to follow all the instructions. But I want you to know there's a bigger picture. There's something bigger that God is designing and God is shaping and God is developing. And I want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged, my brother. Be encouraged, my sister. We're going to come out again. But don't come out when you're not ready. Let him complete whatever he's got to assign to you. Let him complete the work inside of you. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, Keep growing.